Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. According to Myers-Briggs, uh, currently I'm an INFJ with a at the end Congrats. i've never seen that before but i guess it means turbulent i'm pretty turbulent oh, i think so should i call me so. the icebreaker that's why they call me that they should call you a fucking tornado is what they should call you dude <laughs> you're hella turbulent yeah this is what happens when a tornado meets a volcano all i know is i love you too much to walk away though is that from run dmc no i you... just made that up just now oh okay sure hello welcome back to shit they don't tell you i'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. It's Ace. Ace? Yeah, remember when I was when I had my pool shark days? That's what they used to call me. No, I don't remember that at all. Well, yeah, back when my in my pool shark. When days. was this? What, this is like what, uh, twenty decade ten to twenty twelve. Oh, you, those are your pool shark days. Those are my pool shark. Days. I don't think we were together twenty ten we to twenty twelve. We weren't. I was in the pool hall. Oh, so a lot. I, yeah, I've never heard this name before. <clears throat> yep. Did the pool hall boys call you Iceman at all, or? This is pre-Iceman. This is Ace. Oh, this is before Ace the Ice Age. Iceman the, and Miracle Man. The Ace Age was preceded the Ice Age. That's correct. Got it. And and it goes the, and Ace the Miracle Age, then the Miracle Man Age, and then the Ice right, Age. The Ice Age descended. Yeah. No more miracles after that. Oh, I think I pulled a few. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good for you. Thank you. Um, so today, uh, we are going to go over <laughs> some personality types because I I don't know why this pops up so much, but People are constantly commenting, asking what our personality types are. I don't know if that's just like a recent thing. I've always been interested in this stuff. It's fascinating stuff. Totally. It really is. A lot of people think this shit's corny as hell, but I, I got to say, I find it very fascinating. I think it's super accurate to a degree where I'm like, I don't like how accurate this is. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. It's just to me as fun as like Zodiac stuff. Yeah. But it's a little more... It's way it's more, more precise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. I don't know how to feel about it because I, on the one hand, I don't like to believe that everyone can just be boxed into like one type that's the of thing. thing. We're all so boring. Yeah, that, that's the thing that people can't accept about this stuff is that we're all unfortunately so very boring. Although the first one we're going to talk about is the Myers Briggs personality type. That's the one I think people bring up the most. However, I've taken this test several times over the course of the past ten years, and I get a different thing every time. 
Yeah, there's variations depending, depending on the test. Yeah, I'm but sure. there shouldn't be. Like, uh, according to like the people that study this personality test, um, like even the change of one letter completely alters the personality type. But think about some of the questions that you're answering, right? Yeah. Like some of those questions change based on recent experiences. You that's had. that's exactly what I think happens. So I don't think that people are just like cemented into their personality types. Yeah. I think that things do vary a little bit, and it's like shadows and light go across the same object and it becomes a little bit different. Like However, the, the Enneagram test, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the Enneagram test, which we're also going to talk about, uh, I've always been the same one every time. Well, we'll so, we're going to talk about that. I'm we'll very talk excited. about that. Um, so we we did you the, the service of taking the test beforehand so we don't have to like go through it with you. But basically, it's a, there's a lot of, if you just type in... Um, Myers-Briggs personality test there's a ton of ones that come up and maybe it was my fault for taking different ones each time maybe that was an inconsistency of course that I Could did be. but um I only you're only a human being taking online tests after all <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but there's 16 different types and uh, they're represented by different letters that um, represent different things in your personality and I the first time I took it I was an ENTJ the second time I was an INTJ and now I get INFJ and I think that's been like the most consistent one Um, well according to Myers-Briggs currently I'm an INFJ with a T at the end I've never seen that before but I guess it means turbulent I'm pretty turbulent I think so I I call me the icebreaker that's why they call me that they should call you a fucking tornado is what they should call you dude (laughs) you're hella turbulent yeah, this is what happens when a tornado meets a volcano. All I know is I love you too much to walk away, though. Is that from Run DMC? No, I he, just made that up just now. Oh, okay, sure. That's from Eminem, but what? Yeah, duh. <laughs> All right, so I got uh, INFJT, and maybe me quoting Eminem is part of that personality type, and maybe you don't like it. Maybe you don't like my personality type. I do type. like your personality you type. problem with my personality type. No. But it's an INFJ is an advocate personality type. Uh, the advocate personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm You're so, so rare. I'm so rare. Uh, but they nonetheless have to leave their mark on the world. Advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and, and morality, but what sets them apart is that they're not idle dreamers. These individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. People with this personality type tend to see helping others as their purpose in life. Advocates can be found engaging in rescue efforts and doing charity work. However, their real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people need not be rescued at all. Hey. Hey. There's a lot. There's You're a good person. There's a big long long description. Um but oh yeah, the fall the fall down is that it's most important for people with the advocate personality type to remember to take care of themselves. The passion of their convictions is perf- perfectly capable of carrying them past their breaking point. If their zeal gets out of hand, they can find themselves exhausted, unhealthy, and stressed. Hello. Hello. Mirror. Your feelings can be turned against you. This becomes especially apparent when advocates find themselves up against conflict and criticism. Their sensitivity forces these personalities to do everything they can to evade these seemingly person personal attacks when the circumstances are unavoidable however they can fight back in highly irrational unhelpful ways to advocates the world is a place of inequity but it doesn't have to be no other personality type is better suited to create a movement to right a wrong no matter how big or small advocates just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world they need to take care of themselves too that's you buddy for sure Nailed it. I don't, don't know. How Moving to on. Take thank care. you guys for listening. We yeah, just thank nailed you. it. Welcome to my TED Talk, my advocate of TED Talk. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you run up against conflict, you kind of swirl a little bit. Yeah. Kind of spin out a little bit. Yeah. And I th- and there's a couple other things in the description that's like through soft, they're, they're soft spoken, but have very strong opinions and will fight tirelessly for an idea they believe in. Um, they're decisive and strong willed, but rarely use that energy for personal gain. So, it's like a lot of like, Ooh, I have all these like strong feelings, but how can I help? Like, yeah, how can I put that in the how world? How can I? Yeah, exactly, but not uh, be like abrasive about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to step know? on people, right? So, yeah, I think that's that's interesting. Um, I, I definitely feel like that last part about um, the criticism has been something that I've worked on for like a good ten years. Of like, it's hard because it's yeah. like wait i feel misunderstood yeah and then i i don't kind of like emotionally react to it first sure yeah yeah i think being misunderstood isn't something that bothers me as much 
just because I know what I mean usually. Right. But then it just depends, I guess. Yeah, like I know what I mean and that's why I'm so so bummed. Right, right, right. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I know what I mean as long as the people that know me know what I mean then I feel good. But yeah, it just depends really. Well, fucking good for you. Well, it's just a, it's just how we all deal with good shit. Good for you, it's, man. No, look, it's a, it's a discipline, dude. It's how we all it's how we all deal with shit differently. Yeah, I admire that. Well, uh, I admire the way that you care about everything. I love that too. I care, but in a different way. It's just about um, managing your care so that you're not caring about every fucking thing. Otherwise, you kind of go crazy. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Absolutely, Mark Manson. I didn't even uh, think of that, but yeah, absolutely. That's what that book's all about, for sure. Right. It's about not not giving a fuck like a lot of people are like well you have to give a fuck no he says to give a fuck but he's just like put but he wrote a book called not giving a fuck <laughs> that's how people yeah. are sometimes it's so wild but it's all about like putting your fucks in the right place yes exactly yeah that's that look that's something that i've believed in since i was uh 20 yeah easily right so i feel like whenever my heart's in the right place about something and then um like there's um some sort of like backlash or whatever i'm yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, articulate. Wait, no. Oh yeah, that's hard for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, when you're in the eye of the storm, it's hard to, hard to figure out exactly what to do. Yeah, for sure. So, what's yours, buddy? Well, I'll tell you right now. I was very pleased with this. I got a pr- protagonist. <laughs> okay. A protagonist? That's what it says. I feel like you're an antagonist of anything. What the fuck? That's so you're mean. You're con- constantly antagonizing me. Well, you. <laughs> okay, so I'm a E N. Your protagonist in your story. Okay, I'm, yeah, I I'm E N F J A. Oh, so what's the A again? Fucking have no idea. Oh, okay. So it doesn't even say. Why doesn't it say that? Uh, I thought it. It does say it somewhere, but I just don't. I don't know where it says that. Okay, I don't know what it stands for yet. I'll find out. Okay. Protagonists are natural-born leaders, full of passion and charisma. For forming around two percent of the population, so what the fuck is everybody else? Uh-huh, I'm I'm less than one percent. Hey, baby. Hey, hey. I'm rare. Oh man, two percent is pretty good. That is pretty good. They're oftentimes our politicians, our coaches, our teachers, reaching out, and inspiring others to achieve and to do good in the world, with a natural confidence that begets influence. Protagonists take a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Hey, how about that? Firm believers in the people. Fuck yeah, that's me. <laughs> people are drawn to strong personalities and protagonists radiate authenticity, concern, and altruism. Unafraid to stand up and speak when they feel something needs to be said. Damn straight. They find it natural and easy to communicate with others, especially in person, and their intuitive trait helps people with the protagonist's personality type to reach every mind, be it through facts and logic or raw emotion and dumbassery. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. What are your weaknesses there? Well, I'm getting through all my strengths first. Oh, shit. I didn't even read any of my strengths because I was like, I don't deserve to have strengths. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, this is kind of repetitive, but um, you know, I'm very sick, basically, is what it's saying here. You're a pretty tight guy. Yeah, I'm a tight guy. <laughs> um, and, you know, Oprah's apparently like me, so that's pretty tight. Oh, I got Martin Luther King, and I got um, Mother Teresa, and I got Marie Kondo. <laughs> Those are three completely separate that's types so of people. Um, well, I like all of them though. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it says uh, protagonists. Oh, this is just more nice stuff about me. Hold on. Okay, here's my weaknesses. Okay. Okay. Right finally. Okay. Sorry, it's I had to scroll for a, a lot. while. Yeah. Okay. Overly idealistic people with the protagonist per- personality type can be caught off guard as they find out through circumstance or nature or simple misunderstanding. People fight against them and defy the principles they've adopted, however well intentioned they may be. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. And we feel pity for that opposition. Damn. Mm. Too selfless. Oh, look at that. This is like a job interview where I'm like, you know what? My problem I'm is I too work too hard. Selfless. I work too hard. <laughs> um, protagonists can bury themselves in their hopeful promises, feeling others' problems as their own and striving hard to meet their word. If they aren't careful, they can spread themselves too thin and be left unable to help anyone. Well, I definitely don't do that. No. Fuck no. Uh, too sensitive. While receptive to criticism, <laughs> seeing it as a tool for leading a better team, it's easy for protagonists to take a little too much to heart. What? No. Steve Moving hates on. the word sensitive. I called you sensitive the first couple months we were dating. You did. Because you react much more emotionally than any other guy that I've ever dated. What the fuck does that mean when you put it like that? It's a fucking mean. <laughs> like mean. that. Like you like, <laughs> yeah. Most guys are, that I've dated are just like kind of just neutral until they like 
figure out like what they want to say. See, I always know what I want to say. But you always like you like would snap back with such passion. I'm like, whoa, you're sensitive. That's not sensitive. <laughs> and then he got mad. <laughs> yeah, because the word the word is horrible. He hates I am the word obviously sensitive. very sensitive in a way. Right. <clears throat> But the word doesn't have to be horrible. It's all about the connotation well, you put on it. So no man uh, ever wants to be called sensitive ever. What? What? Do you, a woman always likes a sensitive man. What are you talking about? It means that you're more sensitive to people's emotions and more, you're more yeah, sensitive okay, to fine. feelings. You and it you're just also makes it sound like I'm this a close to crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <all right>. Whatever. <laughs> Fluctuating self-esteem. Protagonists define their self-esteem by whether they are able to live up to their ideals and sometimes ask for criticism more out of insecurity than out of confidence. Always wondering what they could do better. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Struggling to make tough decisions. If caught between a rock and a hard place, protagonists can be stricken with paralysis. Imagining the consequences of their actions. Nah. Romantic relationships. Oh, tell me about it, baby. What are you like in a romantic relationship? Okay, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Uh, It's actually boring. Oh, yeah? What does it say? You got too big of a dick? That's your problem? <sighs> yeah, my problem is, yeah, exactly. I got a big <laughs> weighty cock. No, it says, people who share the protagonist's personality type feel most at home when they're in a relationship. Duh. That's me for sure. Yeah. And few types are more eager to establish a loving commitment with their chosen partners. Exactly. Commitment. I want that. I can't wait, right? Yeah. Protagonists take dating and relationships seriously, selecting partners with an eye towards the long haul. I think this is very obvious about me, for sure. Right. So um, people just want There's wanna... no greater joy for protagonists than to help along the goals of someone they care about. Yes, exactly. Yes. Would you say yours was? ENTJ? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't like a- e Oh, I'm sorry. ENFJ. ENFJ. Oh, feelings over thought. Thinking. I guess. Yeah. Well, the first, okay, so it's I is uh, intuition. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, I is introvert. So wait, you got E. E is extrovert. Yes. And then N is intuition. Okay. And then F is feelings. Yeah. And then, was it J? Yeah. J is judgment. And what's the A? I don't know, but I think it's stable because the T is turbulent. So your A is stable. Is it arsed? Can't be arsed? Can't be arsed. Yeah. Because we've been Did you go to strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, I went to Strengths and Weaknesses. Mine says I'm creative. I'm combining a vivid imagination with a strong sense of compassion. Advocates usually use their creativity to resolve not technical challenges, but human ones. People with the advocate personality type enjoy finding the perfect solution for someone they care about. This strength makes them excellent counselors and advisors, which is actually what I was going to be if I wasn't. And then you laughed at me when I said I was going to be a counselor. <laughs> No, well, you know why I laughed at you, though? It's because yeah. you cried every day, so I thought that that was funny. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Who the it's fuck are you to counsel somebody? It's just funny because I empathize with people's pain. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Just, it, was, it was funny. Oh, dude, it's look at this. Protagonists don't need much to be happy just to know their partner's happy. Aww. Oh, fuck yeah. That's true. That's me That's as true fuck, about you. yo. Yeah. Wow, this is pretty pretty close. To dude. your detriment sometimes, I'm like, take care of yourself, buddy. I know. Well, I got better at that lately. Yeah. Cleaned up my office, everybody, just so you guys know, or you're so you're aware. Just clean my office, feeling pretty good about it. I have a, a new system for cleaning my office and keeping it clean. That's instead great. of just cleaning up like we're all the Nikki areas. Mm -hmm. Now I also clean up my area too. What do you the think of Steve that? areas? You fucking a bunch of haters. The ones that are crusted over with Tabasco sauce. See, you finally cleaning and them. And Tabasco sauce caps. Oh yeah, had quite the collection of those. <laughs> a lot of those. Had quite a lot of those. The disturbing rate that you go through Tabasco bottles is, is that in, is that in your personality type? It, it should be because it really should be. Isn't it impressive? It's very impressive. Do you think that um, you find me to be a very spicy person? Uh, I think that's the the only spicy part of your personality I'll is the it. food you eat. I'll take it. Thank you. You know sometimes. When I'm eating something, yeah, I it, it's so spicy that it makes my entire head sweat. Why do you like that? And I fucking love it. Why? And I fucking love I it. I think you like stress. No, it's not stress. I think you don't put enough stress in your life, so you like like maybe stress just to I feel. You just need to feel something. But that's stress eating in a fucked up way, isn't it? I think so. I don't know, dude. I just honestly, with my taste buds being on fire, it just so it makes me feel alive. Exactly. You just yeah. want to feel something. Yeah, maybe. Because you're so damn vanilla. That you what the should... fuck? I'm not that vanilla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just need to I feel. I told you I'd go camping with you, didn't I? <laughs> right. That's like the most outrageous thing that you've you ever said to me before. So Steve for years has said he will not go camping because he can't be somewhere where you can't take a shower in the morning. Well, for a certain amount of time. Every day. Yeah, but you need at least one a day shower, like a hot shower, a, a hot private shower. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, I'm a dirty, I'm a trash person, I guess, trash. because I'm like, if I'm in nature, 
I'm gonna be one with nature and like nature's stinky, man. Like I'm just like gonna be in my human form for a couple days and you know, I'll take my showers in the river. Basically. Yeah. And you're like, ew, you damn Virgo. <laughs> I am. I just need to be clean. I'm sorry. So forever Steve's been saying that he won't go camping and then recently because of um, you know, all the lockdown stuff, we're like, where can we go to get away from the world that you can't travel anywhere and also you want to stay away from people you want to stay away from people and you don't want to spend a lot of money mm -hmm. um because the economy is we don't know uncertain yep. Yep. um and so i was remembering this really cool place to go camping that has a river and it has a hot springs and it has a little beach and stuff and like there's rarely ever people there and steve actually was like okay and then he told me about how People have been getting robbed and killed camping, so then he kind of scared me. Out I of read it. a story. He about scared it. me out of it. I didn't try to scare you out of it. Well, I got terrified. I out wasn't of it. trying to scare you out of it. <laughs> I was just saying. I just read a fucked up story about about it. it you just mm -hmm. reminded me of the fucked up story I read about a doctor getting shot while he's taking his son camping. And so I was like, you know, well, we can still go if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go after that. Damn. We'll go though. We should go. Okay, so. On that page that says like your strengths and weaknesses, what are like the bullet points of the strengths and weaknesses? Well, I'm curious. All right, yeah. here are my bullet points. Okay, for strengths and weaknesses. Okay, okay. okay. Tolerant. Okay. Reliable. Okay. Charismatic. <laughs> oh yeah. You are. Oh yeah. You, you could are. fuck I know. off. I don't want to yeah, I don't wanna give you that. No, no, no. Yeah, I know you don't want to. Yeah. Altruistic. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I got that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says um, unyielding desire to do good. Oh, basically. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Tight. Warm and selfless. It's part of okay, altruism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got natural leader. Okay. You've I always heard that said one. that about me. You've I, always said that. About I heard me. that one already. And then weaknesses. I already said them. Wait, no. You could say the weakness bullet points. And so we won't go back. No, say them. We shouldn't look in You're the past. You're a dick. Okay. <laughs> do it. Overly idealistic. That's my weakness. Okay. Too yeah, selfless, that's true. Too selfless. <laughs> too sensitive. Fluctuating self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Struggle to make tough decisions. Mm, yeah, those are all true. There you go. Okay. You want to hear mine? Since I didn't talk about the strengths. I would part. love to. Okay, so creative. Insightful. Agreed. Inspiring and convincing. Agreed. Decisive. Yes. Well, I don't know about that one, but. Oh, well, you, no, no, you actually are. You actually really? are more than you give yourself credit for. Oh, okay. Well, when it comes to like, uh, I got a big ball swings, I think so. Right. Like when we were going to get the house and shit, you were fucking big ball swinging That's up the, at the plate. I think big decision wise, you're very good at that. Okay. I think little tiny things involving yes, your emotions. Little tiny is things. Little tiny things I can't. Yeah. But Especially involving your the emotions. The big things I'm like. Big picture things, you, you're, you're, you're very decisive, broad. Okay. Yeah, Thank you're you. quite a decisive bird, even. See, I was even indecisive over whether or not I'm decisive. I know. But that's a small <laughs> thing about yourself. Yeah. Big things you're very good at. All right. Determined and passionate and altruistic. My weaknesses Definitely. are I'm a sensitive little baby bitch too. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm extremely private. Extremely private. True. Perfectionistic. Yes. Always need to have a cause uh -huh. and can burn out easily. Damn. This is good shit. Yeah. That's really good shit. That's true. That's you. Ooh, the next one's romantic relationships. I don't know if this is boring for anybody. People have been asking for this, so I hope this is filling your well up with- Listen, <laughs> it's reminding us of real things in our yeah, life, too. That's true. So we're not just reading. But yeah, mine says the same shit as yours about romantic relationships. Adv Go figure. Advocates take the process of finding a partner seriously, not ones for casual encounters. People with the advocate personality type instead look for depth and meaning in their look relationships. Look at me, haters. Look at me. You guys wonder <laughs> how we have it so good. You wonder. You question. You gotta have the same romantic relationship. Damn fucking straight. Style. All y'all being all like, oh yeah, right. You have a perfect relationship with all this shit. No, yeah. look. We just want the same things we always did. It's true. If one person just wants to fuck and the other one wants a deep relationship, Hello. it's probably not gonna not gonna work out for the best. That's it. But when two people are fucking want commitment more than anything, and they've been thinking about it their whole fucking lives. Yeah. Then and yeah. And not just commitment for commitment's sake. No. You know. Like, I think a lot of people lock themselves into a relationship because they're scared and they want security and they maybe don't really like their partner that much, but they like made the commitment. Of course. You know, but to really like find someone that has interlocking the right values someone. and yeah, style buddy. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be a husband. I remember driving in the fucking car and just like I'm with around my whole family and I hear noises all the time and all shit and my parents fucking fighting each other and I'm like, I want to be a husband. I want to fucking wreck it. Yeah. 
Well, getting to that point is sometimes a challenge for potential partners of this personality type, especially if they are impatient types, as advocates are often perfectionistic and picky. People with this personality type aren't easily talked into something they don't want. If someone doesn't pick up on that, they're unlikely to be forgiven, particularly in the early stages of dating. Mm-hmm. Even worse is if their partner tries to resort to manipulation or lying, as advocates will see right through it. If there's anything they have a poor tolerance for in a relationship, it's lack of authenticity. So true. And I'm a horrible liar. Nikki's a very good lie detector. That's true. <laughs> and that's uh, a bummer. I actually don't think you're that horrible of a liar. And by the way, what? every time he's tried to lie to me, it's been like things like he's trying to surprise me about some shit or like he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to like tell a white lie because maybe he's stuck in traffic and feels guilty about leaving too late or something um but i don't think you're a terrible liar it's just that wait why am i not a terrible liar you've always said this about me well i think that i can tell you're lying easily oh i see what you're saying yeah you're i saying think to that others you see me fib quite well sure like i oh, think cool. that you could probably get away with little Thank little you. lies like that around other people i'm always nervous about it thanks like to you. in mafia i think that if <sighs> i wasn't there that you probably win a lot more games yeah that's true so i know i'm sorry something. i'm your downfall yeah, it's okay there. at least uh we don't have to do it anymore <laughs> true so mm. i don't have to feel that pain yeah so I don't know. Is there anything else in your personality type you care to discuss? Yeah. What about? Well, I feel like, like what we were talking about earlier, where thing, these things do fluctuate. Because when I'm answering these questions, yeah, like as I think about, it says stuff like it says a lot of um, d- different things. Like, do, you can't wait to be in a fucking big group of people, and I'm like, yes, right, but. Not necessarily like a VidCon party where it's like a bunch of fucking I know, people I don't want to be around. That's what's so hard about this test, I felt like, is because um, there's always these different scenarios that are yeah. popping up in my head that I'm like, well, I would like that one, but not this one. Like, which one do they mean? So I'm always like kind of on this weird scale. and So it doesn't make sense. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, Because like, that, I, I can't wait to be in a room full of eight people I love right. compared to a room of a fucking couple hundred people that I don't know true anytime i'll take the eight people anytime right Mm -hmm. and i'll even advocate for leaving a a shitty big party with the good group of people to go like to our hotel room or something cool just to get away from all the like blah 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 yeah yeah so does that make me more of an introvert no no i just want to be extroverted around the people that i like to hang out with that's that's pretty much how I am too. And I don't um, think that, so I think that a lot of these questions though, you could, because I have that in mind, I don't think that they're actually asking the right questions. Yeah. The, a good question they should have asked, which I didn't see on here was how do you recharge, which is usually the mm-hmm. the litmus test for if you're an extrovert or introvert, because I recharge very much by being alone, like a hundred percent alone, like not even Steve or cats around me. Like just let me be in the closet on the floor alone. And I feel like I'm melting. Yeah. I really do. Like, I feel like I'm melting sometimes when I'm alone. Yeah. So then I have to get up and, like, try to bug you or try to bug the cats or something. <laughs> yeah. Try to I, call somebody. Yeah. Walk he, around right, the house. He, right. You can't even sit still uh, when you call somebody. I can't. You have to be, like, walking around the whole house talking to somebody. The other day I had my steps app open because I, I like to make sure I get a certain amount of steps every day. And I saw that I was at 8,000 steps. And I was like, what the fuck did I even do? I haven't even gone outside. And I was like, oh, my God. I talked to my dad today on the phone. So I did 8,000 steps walking around the house, just pacing, Mm -hmm. because that's like with my phone in my head, and it was counting my steps. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, I just have to move. Wait, 8,000, you said? 8,000 steps. Of just talking on the phone? Just talking on the phone. What? Isn't that wild? That's like four miles. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I I pace a lot. That was four miles. I pace a lot, as you know. You did four miles of pacing? I did. I was on the phone with my dad for two. I think that's a problem. I was on the phone with my dad for two hours. You should get that checked out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Four miles of pacing, bro? Mm -hmm. Ruff? Four miles in like, you know, uh, whatever square foot place. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? You're a beast. Tell me about it. Anyway. I don't know why I got to do that. Maybe somebody out there knows why I got to pace while I'm on the phone. But I do. I can't just sit down. If I'm sitting down, then I almost am not engaging with the conversation. Yeah. We are so different, man, because like the phone gives me so much anxiety. Like I, if I got to talk to somebody on the phone, I get so much anxiety because I don't like the t- the times where... There's like a weird pause or like you can't see their facial reactions or like you, you're you both talking at the same time and then you're trying to like give each other like, the, no, you go, no, you go. Yeah. You know, I hate all that. I always have to have like a bullet point list of what I want to talk about and like get it over with as soon as possible. See, it's so funny because I, I can't wait to be on the phone, but um, I have few people that I could actually be on the phone with for that long. 
mm-hmm. because like a lot of people are like you they don't do they don't do phone for a while yeah but for for me the phone is like almost like like a performance space sometimes mm. where i feel like you're working out your bits i'm no well not not not, not that no, so much as i'm very actively listening to, to yeah. who i'm on the phone with mm-hmm. and so if i'm just sitting there it's different I have to almost be moving or something. Like you know, you know how like when I'm thinking, you can see my lips moving. Yeah, it's the same thing like that. Mm. Like it's just I have to be like absorbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physically. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Why. Super weird. That's really interesting. I know. I will say I don't mind FaceTime. Like yeah, I, I think like because I, I think I just communicate a lot of you know uh, there's a certain percentage of communication that's nonverbal and it's a big it's a big percentage like a lot of language is nonverbal. And without that nonverbal, the like the physical gestures and like things like that, I feel like I don't really get the full conversation, and I, it just gives me anxiety. Like, I think that f- houses need some sort of an iPhone holder in like every room, <laughs> so that you can FaceTime and just put it put it in the little slot or whatever the hell. Yeah, because I that's what I can't handle about FaceTime is the holding it up for. A, a certain well, yeah, they time. have these little things that you can put on the back of your phone that hold your phone up. And oh, they, see, that's sick. I don't yeah, even, I don't even do that shit. And they have um, uh, you could also do it on an iPad that like is like this or your computer. I find it though harder to engage via FaceTime because I see my own face on screen. Oh, true. And I'd rather just stare at the other person. Yeah, well, you you can just look at the other person. No, I know, but but it's hard because <laughs> oh, you're seeing see. both things. Because you're like, ooh, my face is so pretty. No, you're more like, man, my hair's fucked up or whatever. <laughs> you're just looking at the bad parts. Well, no, it's just my hair mostly. Okay. Everything else is pretty sick. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, when we come back from this break, I want to talk about the other personality test called the Enneagram type, which I feel for me has been very consistent. And also, I don't like my type, but, <laughs> but oh, no. I think it has been very consistent. So... See you in a second. And also, uh, we're going to take a Star Wars test and see if I get to no, be Han no, Solo we're not again. Doing that. No, please, because every time that. we do it, we're I get to be Han Solo. We're not doing that. Or sometimes Chewie Chewbacca, but then we cut that one. We edited it. We're not that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, 
that would be really awesome for us. Listen, like, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back with the Enneagram test. I don't know how to say Nobody it. Nobody does. I don't know they don't how even to know. Say it. Mr. Enneagram. Let's start with know. you this time, though. Or Mrs. You've taken this test before, right? I have. Yeah. Is it the same? Did you get the same type? I don't recall what uh, number I had before. Was it the debater or something like that? I fucking have no idea. Well, you were super proud about being the debater type personality. I was an ENTJ debater, yeah. Okay. But that was the other one. The other one, okay. Yeah. This one? Oh, I don't think I took this one before. Oh, you haven't? You no. haven't? No. And you got what? Well, it goes from one to nine, and I got a fucking eight. <laughs> yeah. You got an eight. What do you think of that shit? That's, I don't know. I don't That's know what to good. think yet. Okay, so check this out. Wait, what is it? What are you called? Okay, it says I'm a type eight. The protector. The protector. I am the protector. That's true. That would be a sick superhero. The protector. The protector. And you wear a condom? Oh, I should. Yeah. You always should. Times. You always should. Yeah. What okay. Are, Eights are body based, a body based type who tend to take charge of situations and step into a leadership role. Why you're such a leader, leader, leader everywhere? Uh, I'm a fucking leader, dude. Jeez. I'm a leader of men. Calm down, dude. Uh, they are energetic and intense. It can be intimidating at times to other people. I've gotten that a lot. Yeah, for some that's reason. true. I don't know why. I try to be nice. It's, you're too strong and too, you're very tall, so. <sighs> It's intimidating. You know, my friend Sean, he was like, when I, you know, when I, before I even got to meet you, I just knew you through YouTube and I just thought you were a fucking asshole. Yeah, same. I uh, mean, uh, when we first started working together, I thought you were a dick. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are ener- energetic, intense. Oh, yeah, I said that. Impatient with rules and regulations. That's for sure. I told, that's I told true. my whole family, I'm like, I never could do this military shit. There's too many fucking stupid rules. No offense to the military. Thank you. You don't even like traffic rules. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just dissed the U.S. military there, so if you want to cut, take that out of context, you go for it. Uh, they are energetic and intense and can be intimidating at times to other people. I said this again. Okay, hold on. By asserting control over their environment, they do their best to protect themselves and anyone else who's part of their family or group. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Fairness or justice is a high priority. If they feel wrong, they will fight back since in their experience, weakness or vulnerability were precipitated an attack from the outside world. Fuck yeah, dude. This is so me. The strength and aggression that are generated on this mission could be admirable, but also misapplied. Yeah. I'll destroy my high school best friend oh my over God. a girl. <laughs> Talk to the microphone. All right. The challenge, well, he he he, he attacked me first. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the challenge for uh, eights is to combine assertion and control with interdependency and cooperation, as well as learning how to how to curb their often excessive appetites. Strength. Z. Enthusiastic, generous, powerful. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm fucking crushing this test. <laughs> You're so sick, dude. Problems. Excessive, angry, and dominating. That's true. Thank you. You have like a certain level of anger that permeates uh, uh, constantly. Every yeah. Uh, eights are usually, usually speak assertively and ex- exert strong leadership. They tend to be bossy. And when things go wrong, they often get angry. Would you say that? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do I get angry at you? No. Thank you. No, that's, it's just, just, it's just like an a anger ball. Like anger you're ball. just like an anger ball and I just pick up on it. I'm like, oh, someone's, ang- someone's spicy. True. <laughs> someone's not See? vanilla right now. See? <laughs> I'm spicy in two ways Very then. spicy. But okay. it's like very uh, internalized. It's not like, it's not like. At you. You're not like throwing things and no. like, it's like you're just, you're just stewing. I don't hit walls. Yeah, well, I, I mean, don't. You've once, fucking seven years ago, right? <laughs> and it was because I was on my way to sh- film the first scene in a movie for the first time in my life, and I yeah. was missing something from my yeah from my character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with you. Hey, you're really sensitive right now. I had nothing to do with you. <laughs> you're being sensitive. All right. I'm not. I'm never angry at Nikki. Okay. Uh, lower emotional habit, anger and excessiveness with their revengeful attitude towards <laughs> people. <laughs> True. <laughs> this is the best shit I've ever read I'm about myself. I'm constantly like, hey, we don't need revenge. Just I'm like, like, we will destroy them. Forgiveness is the best revenge. We will systematically destroy them. I'm like, Nikki, we will take all, everything that they love and we'll take it away from them. I'm like, call off the troops, man. Oh, yeah. So, this is so true. Uh, higher emotion, innocence, which means to face life with an open heart and without cynicism. 
don't know what the fuck that means. Archetypal challenge to harness the life force in productive ways. I believe that. Integrating self-assertion with vulnerability. I think so. That's true. See? You do have a vulnerable side. Psychological defenses. Eight, use the defense mechanism of denial to avoid vulnerability <laughs> and maintain That's a self-image of being strong. That's true. Very true. Denial is, is a kind of forceful redirecting of attention and feeling based on willfulness and control. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> test. Somatic patterns. Eights tend to keep a high... What the fuck is a somatic pattern? Fucking calm down, oh, sounds like Tess energy is trying to sound so smart. <laughs> eights, eights tend to keep a high level of bioenergetic charge in their bodies. What the fuck? <laughs> this is very interesting. Tips for relating to eights. Make direct contact. Be assertive. Don't back down in the face of their strength. Whatever. I'm not going to tell you how to beat me. Okay, so we're, <laughs> we're going to move on. All right. Go into yours. All right. So mine is uh, the four. It's the individualist. Uh, uh, I like uh. <laughs> why because okay so everything I've read about it is like I hate how like there's a lot that's true about it but the the thing they harp on the most is how like it's like the unique like needs to be unique tortured artist type oh no and I'm just like okay there are parts of that that's true for sure like where I'm always searching for authenticity like in the last one and I and I really value that and I feel like they're constantly trying to search for the truth and like is this my real self or is this like is there something affecting you me? know diff- yeah. yeah is it exactly and so I feel um like I don't I don't like how much it's being called out for wanting to be unique or whatever it's like when you got Jerry <laughs> yes in the, in the, we, oh, yeah, the- we did take personality types in a video uh, a couple years ago where um we took a Rick and Morty personality type video, uh, personality type t- test, and everyone knows the worst character to get in Rick and Morty would be Jerry. And so I'm fucking roasting Steve. Like you're probably gonna get Jerry. Like watch this, you like, you little bitch. <laughs> and then I got Jerry. Yep. And I fucking cried. You cried. <laughs> you cried. I cried. So funny. And I got the chick. What's her name? Um, I forget. The tough bitch. Yeah, the the, 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 the wife, wife. The wife. Yeah. Some no, not Summer. I don't know. Yeah. The I don't mom. Know. You know. You guys yeah. know. Whatever. If you watch Rick and Morty, I was like, well, he got his first, and I was like, oh yeah, that is like you. You're like you want to be like your dad so much or whatever. Right. But then I got Jerry, and I was like, fuck. She fuck, cried. I have no defenses. And then when we cut, she was still crying, which was I cried epic. because, and then I was laughing at yeah. how I was crying yeah. because that's such a Jerry thing to do. <laughs> To not to not want to be Jerry, to say the test was rigged. <laughs> so good, so good. Okay, all I right. Got, so here you so go. I Here's Jerry again. The individualist, uh, the sensitive, introspective type. Fours are very self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious, withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective. They can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy and self-indulgence. Melancholy. 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 (laughs) Hey, you said charisma, so I can say it. And I meant and I meant it and I meant it yeah and I, I meant, yeah, it. And I meant ah, it to say it the weird best. way. <laughs> I love you. At their best, inspired and highly creative, they are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. Their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance. Their basic desire is to find themselves at their and their significance to create an identity. Um, I've gotten four wing three before, which is the aristocrat, but I've also gotten four wing five, and so that's not. Uh, what the consistent. fuck is four wing? What is that? Well, the, a wing is like a different, like you're this personality type with a little bit of this personality type, you know? And so the five wing like is the, the bohemian. Yeah, I guess if you were to look at it as a analogy in astrology for yes. sure. But key motivations want to express themselves in their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty to maintain certain moods and feelings, to withdraw, to protect them, their self-image, uh, and to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else. True to, or false? I, I yeah, I think a lot of this is true. Like um, creating and surrounding myself th- themselves with beauty. I feel like I'm constantly like just trying to make my environment that's true more inspiring and beautiful. And like I cry at how beautiful things are you sometimes. Do. Like. I cry at the sunset, man. You, you know, do. and like when like a bird comes down and starts singing at me, I'm like, "That's so beautiful, man! That bird like 
didn't have to bless me with this soul today, but it did. And I get like very fucking emotional about, um, about beauty. And, um, it says to maintain certain moods and feelings. And I think that's true. I'm very affected by my environment. So if my environment is gloomy or, or sad or like has like a dark energy around it, I absorb that and feel very dark. So I try to constantly surround myself with something more beautiful or put more if there isn't then to put more beauty yeah in even with our house world. you fucking yeah. decorate it to until it's like where you want it to be yeah exactly some other types of this type are um jackie kennedy and frank virginia wolf and rice uh a lot of people i don't recognize judy garland mm. billy holiday Miles Davis. Apparently only older people were this. Yeah. <laughs> Magician Chris Angel. <laughs> oh, no. Nicolas Cage. Don Johnny Depp. That's pretty sick. All right, you, you redeemed it. Angelina Jolie. Marlon Brando. Oh, hell yeah. Amy Winehouse. Fuck yeah. Florence the Machine. Fine. Alanis Morissette. All right, you made it cooler. Oh, Prince is shut on this, up. Prince is just on this shut list. up already. Prince. We got it. I'm fucking unique, You're just saying bro. celebrity names I'm, I'm unique, bro. Recognize, isn't it? All right, fine. All right. Type four overview. We've named this type the individualist because fours maintain their identity by seeing themselves as fundamentally different than others. Fours feel that they are unlike other human beings and consequently that no one can understand them or love them adequately. They often see themselves as uniquely talented, possessing special one-of-a-kind gifts. Is that I don't true? I don't know. Oh, do I don't know about yourself that. This way? Do no, you? I don't. But that's why that's why I hate this because yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, I do feel misunderstood sometimes uh -huh. it's like sometimes i'm like man i don't know if anyone's gonna love me for who i am um you know for who i truly am and that's why i'm always trying to find out like who am i truly like right you know whatever and um, i love you for who you truly are. well thank you, do you how do you know that, that how do you know do that you, you know how do you know that you know who i truly am how do you know yeah i know do you feel that from me i do feel that from good, you good. this is people are gonna be like get a room no, barf no no. no 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 they're gonna hear what you just said and go like wait d doesn't love her uh, truly so there you go. <laughs> Truly, madly, deeply. Suck on that, everybody. More than any other type, fours are acutely aware of and focused on their personal differences and deficiencies. Yes. Healthy fours are honest with themselves. They own all of their feelings and can look at their motives, contradictions, and emotional conflicts without denying or whitewashing them. Yes. They may not necessarily like what they discover, <laughs> but they do not try to rationalize their states, nor do they try to hide them from themselves or others. They are not afraid to see themselves warts and all. Healthy fours see fuck perfect is has been True. my thing. And also, I just want to do a good job, even though I know I'm going to fail a lot. Yes. Probably. Healthy fours are willing to reveal highly personal and potentially shameful things about themselves because they are determined to understand the truth of their experience mm -hmm. so that they can discover who they are and come to terms with their emotional history. This ability also enables force to endure suffering with a quiet strength. Their familiarity with their own darker nature makes it easier for them to process painful experiences that might overwhelm other types. Nevertheless, fours often report that they feel they're missing something in themselves. I always feel like there's a hole, mm -hmm. you know? Although they may have difficulty identifying exactly what that something is. Is it willpower, social ease, self-confidence, emotional tranquility, all of which they see in others seemingly in abundance? Given time and su sufficient perspective, fours generally recognize that they are unsure about aspects of their self-image, their personality, or ego structure itself. What do you think that hole is? I don't know, and that's I think the well, ever-evasive ev ever thing. Describe the hole to people. Listening. It's just this like, um, it's this lack that makes me feel not completely whole. That makes, even though I can recognize that I have a, even in like my happiest times. Yeah. I'm like, well, there's something missing or something I should have been doing or something that I'm that I overlooked or something that it's always this feeling of like I dropped the ball somewhere and I know it and I just don't know what it is yet. And I mean, maybe some of it comes from childhood, like always so. feeling like I can never get too comfortable because I, there's something that I'm going to get in trouble about, even though I don't know what that something is, even though I've yeah, tried so to no like no matter how good things are, if it's a Friday night and it's pizza time. Yeah, uh, you know that you're going to get in trouble eventually. Yeah, no matter how like good I feel like I've acted or like tr you know tried to uh, come at things like in a in a good way, um, I think that like I'm always like, but maybe there someone could perceive it some other way. Like my so my dad would you know get mad at me for things that I for, like totally overlooked. Like I I would often say that I was mess blind because I I couldn't see 
he would get really mad at the state of uncleanliness of my room or if I leave things out. And you know how you call me a tornado before because yeah. I like I leave things out like I'll eat. Well, I, can, I know where Nikki was. Yeah, exactly. And, there's, yeah, a there's a trail of, like, of mess. Like a twister touchdown yes. and you just see the trail. And I don't see it when I'm doing it because I'm usually just in my own head the whole time like thinking of 10,000 different other things and yeah. I don't realize that I'm leaving this mess. And then living on my own, I go back in one fell swoop and, and pick everything up. But living with my dad or other people, they're like, why are you leaving such an inconsiderate mess out? You know, basically. Right. And right. I... I would just beat myself up because I could never see it in the moment. Like I could never see this mess that I was leaving in the moment. And so it always has, I always have that feeling of just like, um, well, I can't ever get too happy because there's probably something that I'm overlooking or like that I'm. See, that's what it is, right? Yeah. I don't think there's a real hole there. I think that it's just a, it's a perceived hole because you're anticipating the drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're on a high. Yeah. You're anticipating the There's fall. something dark around the corner. Yes. Yeah. And that's something you got to fix about yourself. Sure. But then Is when it fixed the... now? Mm, yeah. Should be that easy. Yeah. Should be that easy. It, yeah, it's I'm fixed. Good. It's fixed. <laughs> you should do a healing thing. Right? An evangelist healing thing. Uh, I love uh, when people expect that shit. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I, um, a lot mm. of this is accurate. Um Fours typically have problems with negative self-image and chronically low self-esteem. They attempt to compensate for this by cultivating a fantasy self, an idealized self-image, which is built. Do you do that? Um, I think I used to. Mm -hmm. Like I, I used to like look at different actors and like pretend to be them. Like I looked at, for example, uh, we just watched Garden State. So Natalie Portman was like someone that I really admired, and I would be like, well, like what would it be like? How would she? How would she approach the situation? You know, and it's not like. I'm trying to be a fake version of myself. It's just like trying different things on for size. And it actually says that in here too. Um, in the course of their lives, fours may try several different identities on for size, basing them on styles, preferences, or qualities they find attractive in others. But underneath the surface, they still feel uncertain about who they really are. The problem is that they base their identity largely on their feelings. When fours look inward, they see a kaleidoscope, ever-shifting pattern of emotional reactions. Indeed, indeed, fours accurately perceive a truth about human nature that is dynamic and ever-changing. But because they want to create a stable, reliable identity from their emotions, they attempt to cultivate only certain feelings while rejecting others. Some feelings are seen as me, quote unquote, while others not me, quote unquote. By attempting to hold on to specific moods and to express others, um, fours believe that they are being true to themselves. Not sure what you just read. Like there's a kaleidoscope of different. I think that's very true. Okay. Like basically change is the only constant. Mm. Yeah. Where like uh, and, and you know when you are trying to make an astrological analogy like you were doing before with mm -hmm. Virgos, uh, Scorpios are uh, represented by, uh, you know, Phoenix and ever, like always rebirthing, the rebirth, right. death and rebirth. I see. So like continually burning up in flames and then renewing from the ashes. Right. Right. And uh, I think that there's just constant rebirths. Like when I look back on my life, I feel like I've lived like 10 different lives. Like, I was like a professional hula dancer at one point. That was a whole chunk of my life where mm -hmm. like that was my identity was like being a hula dancer like that. And I can't even fathom that right now. Right. Like that, but that was a whole chunk. And I don't think that was an inauthentic chunk. That was like definitely a part of me. And I think that that part won't, doesn't go away. Um, but there's definitely been like a re like re multiple rebirths that have happened since then. And it comes with like mindset shifts and taking in new information and, challenging how you used to perceive the world and creating you know altering it a little bit like depending on the new information that comes in when do you feel like it's time for a rebirth i don't feel like there's like a definitive time i think that that it just happens when through like basically points of very very low i think like where you hit rock bottom mm -hmm. and then the only way to go from there is up unless it ends right you know right um, so then you find hope, like a, like some new thing is like, it's an, an enlightenment and then you find hope in that enlightenment and then you follow that and you're like, I don't know if this is right or wrong. Like, I don't know, like, but this is giving me hope, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, I don't know if this is, I can definitively say this is my new identity. It's like a new, like, okay, well this, this feels good. This yeah, feels right. This you looks know, like a light path. I and so, go on. yeah. And so you try that on for size and maybe you, you take what you, 
you, the t you take the good that you found there and then you leave the rest. Um, but that's, I feel like I've always struggled with, um, with labels, you know, with like defining myself by one box. Like even when it comes to, uh, checking the box of ethnicity growing up, I like, I'm mixed race, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it was always, I never like felt like I had a, a box mm -hmm. for me there. And then, and then going into other aspects of, um, where there's usually like, um, you pick one side or the other. I've always felt just kind of in the middle, you know? Right. And I don't feel like, uh, like having labels have, has ever been productive for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if that has to do with that either, but it feels like it. I think it feels so. like there's never been like one so solid, like this is what I am, you know, yeah. but it's just like, Hmm, I think just open. I'm open to, I'm open to the fact that I don't know anything. But that's what's so cool about you is that, because even when we first started dating, you were not like, I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. Yeah. Like you're very much not like that. You're, yeah. Which is kind of, look, sometimes um, that's great when people know who they are and stuff. I just don't find it as interesting. I don't know. I just think sometimes people can get too attached to the label yes. as their identity and like use it as a crutch to not actually develop who they really are or their, their like with the layers underneath that or you know, who their actual personality. They kind of like just rely on this label and what do people in this box do? Exactly. Yeah. So if you're an anime kid and you're like, I only watch anime, I'm like, oh, first of all, yikes. But second of all. I'm an Eminem stan and I only. See, but <laughs> right. But we got to open your mind about other things, not just other anime because yeah. it's like not fucking like that interesting. Yeah. And so. I think that just comes with maturity and age and growth maybe, you know, I don't know. Um, but I just, I feel like I'm constantly open. Like even religiously, like I was raised Catholic, but I, that never felt like, I could take a solid stance in that box, mm -hmm. but there are there are aspects of it that I really liked, Same. and I think that are are you know worth holding on to. But then there are other aspects where, like I studied Buddhism, and I was like, well, there are aspects of that that I really like. And that hold was the on one to. I got to tell you, yeah, because uh, I was raised Catholic as well. Mm -hmm. But when I first got into like the Siddhartha book and all that stuff, yeah, I was like, dude, this feels closest to like the legit one. I would for say me. for sure, for same feels like uh, the most legit out there. I think the part that's, that uh, hit me the hardest with Buddhism is the whole like idea of us all coming from source energy. Yes, interconnectedness. Yeah, the interconnectedness. I'm way into yeah. that. And I still feel that way. And that's why I want to do fucking DMT, bro. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I do too, but I'm terrified of drugs. Look, I know, but I heard it's only like a 10 minute trip or some shit. Yeah, I'll babysit you the first time, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. To, I'm down to watch. I just want to launch, dude, because they they say that it's an intergalactic fucking cannon or whatever. You know, I get torn. So on the one hand, I hear all these things about it, and I'm like, yeah, ego death and all this stuff, and that sounds so cool and enlightening, and I and I do feel very drawn to that. Yeah. But then I also feel drawn to the philosophy of that. Okay, if you buy the idea that we're from source energy and that we're you know barring our human bodies to have a human experience right now, and maybe we're just our human bodies are containers for our souls mm -hmm. um, and we're meant to have this human experience, then why would I leave that human experience, you know, to. Well, I think you do already. I think you do when you dream at night. I think that's that, true. I, I think that we all kind of and, and also, you know, when you want to be unburdened by your hu human experience, mm -hmm. like I think we all do maybe right now. Um, it's a pretty good time to um, head to the center of creation and try to find out. You know what's up, and, and just get some perspective because I always think about the yeah. the uh, the Voyager mission where they took a picture, like one of the Voyager's last pictures. I think it was the last picture mm -hmm. was when it was leaving the fucking helio sheath of like our universal uh, of our solar system and, and and going interstellar. Yeah, um, um, it took a picture of Earth from fucking all the way at the edge of our galaxy, or I'm sorry, our solar system. And we're just a pale blue dot, like in the cosmos. We're mm -hmm. just a fucking pale blue dot, and they call that photo the pale blue dot. And I just see it's a fitting title. I see the insignificance of us, right, to be a beautiful thing. And I always have. It's inherently been something that's been part of me since I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know why. I've yeah. always just kind of known that. And so, <clears throat> I feel like going to the source, whatever this is, DMT, whatever. Those of you who think I'm tripping right now, uh, <clears throat> that's what the experience is described as. 
going to the source of the significance slash insignificance Mm -hmm. and seeing how the insignificance makes us so significant because we're all the same i feel like yeah it's beautiful we're all connected even like uh, even every life form like animals and plants and all kinds of us and the sun how about us and it's all distributed through it all came from the same moment and in time that we know of right the big bang happened and then we and then everything in all of creation everything that we know of that exists in the universe came from that one moment mm-hmm. in, in this one space at this one time. So I view everything and everybody is connected. It, true. Uh, see, and, and that's what I believe too. Uh, and then maybe that's where we're compatible. Um, I've heard that ego death is something that you experience through DMT and ego death is the knowing that you're everything and nothing all at once. Exactly. And although I can comprehend that cerebrally, I don't, I haven't gotten there emotionally like i still feel like i'm i succumb to the human error of of and the human fault of like having an ego still you know even though i can recognize oh this is my ego talking or this is my you know if you read eckhart tolle um the pain body is very connected to the ego and like um, ego is not just boasting about your good qualities but when i talk about how like oh look at all my bad qualities you know that's also part of ego Mm -hmm. because you're attached to pain like anything anything that's attached to pain is part of your ego and although i can recognize like okay i could buy this idea of ego death and like letting it all go and just realizing you're everything and nothing i can't actually like internalize that yet you know you you see the concept but you you can't actively do it yet i look at it as something that like i admire people that have gotten there for sure thank you very much Oh, you think you've gotten there? <laughs> I know I've gotten there. Brag about your freaking identity. Well, no, but that's that's the beauty of it, right? Is that I see the insignificance in it. Also, when you're bragging about having achieved ego death, you defeat the purpose of ego but that's death. That's not the point. I'm actually saying the other thing. Right. That's that's. I mean, look. Yeah. People who know me know that. Yeah. But but a lot of people also, think you I'm can cocky experience asshole. you can experience ego death and still then have an ego after that, like and, and experience multiple times, like. It's, not it's just about what one. you mean, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what, like, what, what, what do you mean? So, when I talk about, even when I was just doing all that, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's just to be funny. It's not, it's not how I, I look. I'm a confident person, yeah, but I am confident that I'm insignificant. If that totally, makes sense. I mean, me too. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 there's a beauty in that that I think gets missing in a lot of this stuff sometimes, like where, um, yeah, I just see the the life experience as being so finite and so short that at the end of the day no matter what you become even mm. if you're fucking prince and you like change people's lives in an yeah. era it's insignificant in the cosmic scale yeah so all this pressure we put on ourselves is really artificial yeah and it's it's okay to look at uh, at people next to you that's why i always try to tell people i'm like you are the same nobody's special like mm-hmm. you look at like all these big people the most popular people on earth mm-hmm. they're not better than you mm-hmm. like that's why i say that because i'm not better than them right i'm not and they're and I'm not better than people who are quote unquote lower than me on any scale. Yeah. Like it's, we're all the same. That's what I've always believed and I've pushed that so hard. Totally. For that reason. I, I believe that as well. I, I believe all of that. And then, but then, you know, when you find yourselves in moments of anger where you're reacting to something, that's your, that's your ego. We're humans. You know, so it's, I don't know if you can achieve a, a full ego death unless you just go into being like a monk or something. Yeah, well, there are moments of, of that, of ego, right? Yeah. But it's about your whole... Ultimately, if you can recognize that it's ego talking uh-huh. and not you, then then you can defeat it. It's your whole perspective. Right. So even when you, you're actively doing it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I know what so, this is. So I think that's where I'm on the same page. Cool. Because I think so too. even when I'm in the depths of my emotions, I'm always like looking at it and being like, this is silly. Yeah, true. And I laugh about it. And I can articulate why it's funny while I'm crying about something. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a process out there, folks. And uh, we should do a whole topic on on ego death. We should. I mean, I don't know if I'm uh, uh, what qualified to talk on it unless I've experienced it. But we're qualified to talk about uh, quite a bit of things, including breaking up. Bro, you should definitely break up. You should break up out there. If you're sitting next to your partner listening to this, break up. <laughs> Listen to our next episode about why you should break up. Oh, yeah. We're going to go deep on it. And also, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. Or it helps us a lot, Please, out a lot. thank you and, so much. Um, and if you uh, want to submit your own question for our Q&A or ask us anything segments. You can ask us anything, can by the way. submit to podcast at Nikki.limo and we will 
take a look-see at it. Also, let us know uh, if you're watching on YouTube in the comments. Just let us know what your personality type is. I'll leave the links to oh, the yeah. personality tests in the end of the description. And we want to thank everybody on our Patreon. We love you guys. Oh, yeah, patreon.com slash sticky. We have live streams and bonus episodes every month. So Hell check it yeah. out. Chickity check it. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.